welcome to today's episode. Our guest today is Serenia Bryant. She's a coach for self-love and conscious relationships. Her online program is called Real Love, where she helps women become confident and feel loved and master their conscious relationships. Also, she's an author of the poetry book Rain. So, hi, Sar. Welcome on the show. Hi, Max. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to experience the full potential of your sexual energy, deep intimacy in your relationship and how it feels like to truly be in your power as a man? Can you hear the world's desperate calling for conscious heart-centered men to rise to the occasion? Then welcome to the Heart of a King podcast, where you will find the clarity, guidance and tools that will empower you to do what it truly takes to live a life of freedom, fulfillment and bliss. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how did you get into sharing your gifts on conscious relationships and self-love? How did this come along mm -hmm. on your journey? So you're now supporting so many others with this. Yeah, so it's been a long journey of just life, right? Like all of your life experiences kind of just bring you to a certain place where You never really know what your purpose is until all of a sudden you're in it and you're like, oh, my whole life was my purpose. Like it all just came yeah. together, right? So I was always really interested in relationships. I think the first book I bought when I was like 18 was Being in Love by Osho. Um, which is a really great starting point because he talks all about like the difference between romantic love and conscious love. And this idea was really like speaking to me, even though I was completely not aligned with it, right? Like I was still very much so wrapped in, wrapped up in the, um, the conditional, romantic, controlling, um, suffering <laughs> love and relationships. And I was at the time in a relationship that was very, very unhealthy, um, very trauma-infused on both ends. Mm. And I just kept falling into those relationships. So even though I had like this inner wisdom of that, you know, it's not, this isn't the right way to be and I have a lot of work to do, it was a lot easier to ignore that and to blame my partner and to notice all the things they had to work on, right? Like, oh, I can see your ego and I can see how you're mm. doing a bunch of things wrong, but it was, um, I was not taking responsibility. Until I got into my current relationship, which I've been with, um, his name is Misha, for five years. That's how <laughs> Max and I know each other. Yeah. Um, and you actually were living with us, I think, when we were together for like a, two years or something, which was still a very turbulent time in our relationship. Like that was still when, before I was doing this work, you know, mm. I remember like a certain, like a certain experiences with you there where I was just like totally embarrassed and I was like oh my god this relationship is really crazy um so there was just one one moment where I had like an epiphany of like we were gonna break up basically and I was like okay it's time like it's really time to look at myself you know because I just keep going into these relationships and they're always ending in the same way mm. So I just, um, you know, I think that kind of is how it happens for everyone who gets into this, this path, right? Is you just get tired of your own suffering and your own bullshit and the same patterns. Um, so that's what happened with me. And so I just spent so much time 
going inwards and looking at where all this stuff comes from. And I could trace it back to my childhood. Um, I had a lot of traumatic experiences. But the biggest one was my dad passing away when I was 13. And so I had this incessant need for a man's love and unconditional love and approval and um, this idea of forever because I was so afraid of losing again, you know. So unraveling that just through lots of different healing modalities and self-reflection led me to totally transforming my relationship. Um, I'm engaged now. <laughs> We're planning our future. Wow, and um, thank you. So yeah, and of course, I just I have to share, you know, once you once you get to a certain place in your life, and you realize that we're all one, all you want to do is give back. Like I want to bring everybody with me. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's why I do what I do now and work with women to to do the same. Beautiful. Yeah. And so since you're mainly working with women and here on the show, we mainly have male listeners. I would love to bring mm -hmm. some insights to the men here. So what is like the biggest blind spot that you see commonly with men now related mm -hmm. to relationships? One that comes to mind is that sometimes men will think that they have to do whatever it takes or say whatever they need to say to make the woman feel good and feel mm -hmm. happy. And I think men go against themselves a lot when they do this. They go against their own inner truth, their own needs, their own boundaries, um, their own, you know, true desires to just, you know, keep the peace. <laughs> and so I think that men need to get more comfortable with um, negative emotions, their own, um, as well as their partners, because actually women find it extremely attractive when honest, even if it's hurtful, right? Mm. So being willing to feel the pain of like her crying, maybe her anger, being comfortable enough with that so that she goes, oh, wow, you're still sturdy. Like you're, yeah. you're just standing in your truth and that's super attractive. Holding so, your ground. Yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful point right there you made. I noticed that also uh, in my own relationship and on my own journey and showing up uh, with men, um, as well that I talked to. So it's like the men are doing everything to kind of make the woman happy. And I see that mm. being like a defense mechanism, like fight, flight, freeze, and appease mm -hmm. is the next one. So it's also mm -hmm. just like kind of appeasing her to kind of like, you know, be, be mm -hmm. safe, you know, kind of avoid mm -hmm. the confrontation. And in reality, what actually is much more beneficial is if we really can hold space for her emotions and also still hold our ground and express our emotions, even if it's anger, um, mm -hmm. whatever comes up. Just mm -hmm. what I wanted to add there for uh, us men, what's really important, if we express our anger or things that come up, I feel it's super important to also be connected to our hearts and not mm -hmm. just have this un completely unconscious shadow run wild exactly yeah I actually um you know funny enough I did have one male client I took on my yeah. first male client just a few months ago so we had like a one-on-one -on -one, three-month container mm -hmm. he was like you know I'm really confused because you know he's also on this journey of like self-development and and reading lots of books like by David Dita who's a great uh, men's leader in this field and he's like you know I feel like I'm supposed to be stoic and not show my anger and not show my emotions and just always be calm and centered. And I think that the misconception is um, showing emotions versus being emotional. 
And when you're emotional, you're kind of like a roller coaster. You could kind of just like pop off at any given moment and, and project your emotions onto the other person, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you can still be centered and, and show anger. You could still be centered and show sadness because you're owning your own emotions and you're not throwing it at someone else, which is a big difference, which is also what women need to learn um, too, which is what I teach because uh, women are even more so, sometimes more so um, not practiced at that <laughs> in which they'll just kind of throw their emotions all over the place all the time. And so the key is not to be, is not to have less emotions and, and to always be like this sort of like Zen monk, but to take ownership of your emotions. Yeah. like. Here they are, but they're also mine. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. I always say like emotions, they're always valid. You know, it's not like yeah. wrong to feel this emotion. It's valid to have this emotion mm-hmm. move through you. But like you mm-hmm. say, if you own it and if it's conscious, it is much more beneficial than if you, like you just said in the beginning, which is like the shadow Uh, expression of like the dark feminine which would be like completely letting the emotions like the wave take her over and just like Mm -hmm. create like chaos you know yeah (laughs) without (laughs) without any like coming back but like yeah that's that's also powerful for like that's super important for us men to that is real strength also i feel to hold the presence and to hold her in that Mm -hmm. storm you know Mm mm-hmm yeah and what you just said too was a good key of like coming back because it's going to happen sometimes and it's not about beating yourself up we're not ever going to get it perfect all the time so when you do have those explosions it's like okay that happened (laughs) but then at least being able to come back and being like hey so that was my thing you know (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) um there's so much power and strength in that um Versus just like, oh, shit, well, continuing to say, like, that was your fault. That, sh- that happened because of you. And, you know, just putting yeah. the blame off. Mm. Definitely. What do you um, see being the biggest illusion men have about women in general? That can be about mm. relationships or about sex. Mm. Yeah. I think um, one thing that comes to mind is I know that men have a deep desire for freedom. And I think that's universal, right? And one of the illusions is that like men will be less free with a woman, Mm. with one woman. And that freedom is outside. And freedom is when I get all this money or when I have all these women or when I travel to all these places, right? And so this constant search for freedom, um, thinking the illusion is that it's outside of yourself, right? Real freedom is inner freedom and your choices, so you can be free no matter what you choose, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's beautiful that you mentioned that because that's like how I see like the base need of the feminine energy is safety, the base need of the masculine energy is freedom. But what you mm. just explained is like the shadow expression of that desire for freedom mm-hmm. to be like, you know, I once I'm in a relationship, I'm like, oh, I don't want this. I want all these other women to feel mm. free. That mm-hmm. is not necessary, in my opinion, to feel the freedom. Yeah, it's again, um, it's putting that blame outside of ourselves. And, you know, so with women, a lot of times it's love. And it's like, I I feel like you're not giving me enough love is a big complaint, right? And rather than seeing that it's an internal thing, you're not giving yourself enough love. And so same with men, sometimes they blame a woman like you're, you know, you're holding me back. And it's like, no, (laughs) you you know, your, your inner 
kind of chains are holding you back of whatever you believe about yourself, of, of your own wounds of not enoughness um, and scarcity, um, which we all have, you know, a lot of, we don't realize that women oftentimes don't realize that men have the wound of not being good enough. It's not just like a female thing. It's like, we all have that at some level and it just shows up in different ways. Yeah. It's a common one. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Also been, been working on that one myself. Yeah. Always, it's a huge you sabotager, of, you know, it's yeah. huge. it shows up in all kinds of places. Yeah. And you know, like sometimes you think like you get there, like you arrive somewhere where you're like, Oh, I got it. I'm enough. But then you put yourself in a new situation where you do bad. All right. Or you do like something that you feel like it, it just gets triggered again. So it's like a constant practice of like, okay, so not only when you're doing really well, are you enough? And this is really important for men too, because men mm. are doers. Men always want to like do and accomplish and keep going and get the next big thing. Yeah. And so as long as they're doing a lot, they feel really good. But as soon as like they can't for some reason or it doesn't go well, um, then all of a sudden they're like, they're losing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel that's where, where self-compassion and self-love come in, right? in these mm-hmm. situations right to to be there and but to to hold yourself and to be not beating yourself up like you said but to have that self-compassion self-love to be like you know yeah. what you got this <laughs> yeah yeah i love that um that word compassion because self-love sometimes it's hard to like define you know like we use it all the time but sometimes people are like yeah self-love like whatever that means you know like i love myself you know but compassion self-compassion is really like the core of it you know mm. like how kind are you to yourself mm. you know yeah how important do you feel self-love or compassion is for us to practice to have a quality conscious relationship how important do you feel that is that we love ourselves first It's the most important thing. It's, it starts there. You know, it's the most important thing because you start to realize that at, the more you love yourself, the easier it is to love others. Yeah. And it's not so much that you have to go learn how to love yourself first and then get into relationship because we learn how to love ourselves through relationship because it's in relationships that you get that mirror of showing you where you're not loving yourself right? So yeah. we're constantly learning through each other. And the practice is to look at that mirror and then take in the learning of like, oh, you're, you know, I'm getting really triggered by this thing that you're doing. Let me look inside of why that's triggering me. Yeah. And so the more that you practice that and, um, you know, give yourself what you need rather than thinking that the other person is responsible for all your needs, you give it to yourself. And the more you fill up your cup, you start overflowing, right? So from the overflow, you want to give. And what a lot of people are doing in relationships is they're having this empty cup or, you know, halfway empty. And so they're trying to fill up that cup through that person. So when they give, it's only to receive, right? It's like, oh, I'm giving to you, but as soon as you don't give it back to me, exactly. As soon as you don't do what I'm expecting you to do from my giving, now I'm taking my love away. Like, you don't deserve me. Um, you know, I'm going to give you the silent treatment or I'm going to walk out of here and, and, and all those things. So, um, yeah, it, self-love is, is the key to everything, not only relationships, but to everything, business, mm. your health, you know, it's just like the answer. Yeah. 
Do you have a favorite self-love practice? Or is it more like I in think, the moment, whatever you do, yeah. moment-to-moment -moment practice for you? Yeah, I don't have like one practice, but um, my main thing is journaling. I'm a writer. I think everybody has different mediums. So there's so many different things you can do. Like for some people, it's totally body work and movement and dance. And sometimes that's it for me. But what I find is most nurturing for me personally is journaling Mm. and really having that dialogue with myself because there's so many different aspects of us and we want to identify them because you're the observer and then your mind creates these different personas and there's you know always like someone else in the in the driver's seat so journaling is a way for me to communicate with those different parts of myself and then to mm. create a relationship and that's really me creating that relationship with myself a loving relationship and rather than you know, noticing certain behaviors and going, oh, I'm so annoying or that's so fucked up. I go with that self-compassion we talked about, right? I, yeah. I write it down and I'm like, how are you feeling? And why did that come up? You know, there was a lot of anger there. Um, where's that coming from? And what are you angry about? And it's really like treating yourself like a child. That's how mm. I like to do it. Like I treat myself like a little baby, my own little baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. good. How others would call it, maybe like your relationship to your inner child. That's like exactly. it's, it's huge. Yeah, that is showing mm -hmm. up big time in relationships as well. I would say, mm -hmm. journaling is powerful. Yeah, really a way to communicate. Yeah, there's um, there's a book called I think it's like the 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 Stoic book, Stoicism something. Maybe you know it. Um, the the Stoics actually wrote that was their form of meditation mm. was actually writing, you know, yeah. because they were um, doing the, self, the same self inquiry and reflection, but actually making the distinction is so much easier sometimes on paper rather than just sitting with it and noticing in your mind what's going on. Yeah. It's good. It's easier to make that distinction of your observing self and your thinking self when you write it down and then you get to look back at it later on. Right. So in that moment when you're like yeah. totally wrapped up in your ego, you go back to your journal and you see this wise, you know, person writing down. You're like, oh, yeah, that's me. That sounds more like me. <laughs> right. And then you can move back to it. Yeah. Super powerful. Do you teach women also about sex in, in your coaching, your one-on-one -on -one coaching, or mainly about the relationship dynamics themselves or also intimacy? Yeah, I do. Right now, it's more like the foundation. But what I also teach about sex, you know, not surprisingly, is it also starts with you. Yes. And um, teaching women to connect to their bodies again and to not think that it's a man's job to make you feel sexy or, or bring out your sexual side or or even be responsible completely for your own pleasure you know a lot huge. of women also mm -hmm. for men yeah yeah men also need to realize that because i think men put a lot of pressure on themselves to like okay if she doesn't have an orgasm then it's all it's my fault and i'm not good enough again right <laughs> and um so i think it's women's responsibility to really own their own pleasure and um And even when it comes to sex, so one of the main things I hear sometimes, and this is from both men and women, is like, what do you do when your partner won't have sex with you? Like, I want it, but then they don't want it in that moment. Mm. And it's like, not fair because we're in a relationship. And I like to ask, what part of you is wanting sex? 
because a lot of times it's again, it's that part of you that's wanting validation, confirmation, um, you know, that that person desires you, that you're still good enough, that you're still sexy and all those things rather than wanting to have sex from a place of true connection. Yeah, that's a huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, because sex will naturally occur when you guys are connected intimately and physically sex is like naturally going to happen and so if one person is not connected you're not going to want to have sex with them anymore in that moment like why would you you know you're also going to be but if you're only concerned about yourself and and you're feeling about yourself in that moment you're going to just want them to like have it with you <laughs> right yeah. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very shallow sex. It's not going to be amazing. It's not going to bring connection. And so it's just like a, a masturbation with, with a person. Yeah. Coming from an empty cup again, which also like seeking to be filled by the other person there, getting the validation, mm -hmm. getting the pleasure or whatever, which is not mm -hmm. where, the, where the magic happens in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah. What do you, um, I'm curious, what do you tell men? What is like um, the biggest problem you see with men in regards to sex and kind of what they struggle mm. with, et cetera? So I see what one of the main reasons is for men is also where we learn from what sex should look like, you know, either it's, it's porn mostly or something mm. like that, you know, where like, mm -hmm. it's always like about, it's about like sex is seen as a, like a performance. It's about doing, achieving, getting her mm -hmm. like to have all this and that orgasm or to like, to make it like about performance and about really doing something actively and and have it very physical based you know like to like oh it has mm -hmm. to look like this and you know and i yeah. see that being a huge block and a huge problem for men which blocks them from accessing true intimacy and really that unraveling like what is the potential i could have in my sex life what is the depth of connection i can experience with my partner what is the amount of like actual pleasure that i can experience there because i found mm -hmm. the best like sex actually happens when we're just we are present mm -hmm. we are full ourselves and we are just meeting with our partner and it is more like happening uh, mm -hmm. than actively like doing it from the mind it is more yeah. we're in our hearts we're in our senses in our bodies and our mm -hmm. our genitals our bodies they have their own intelligence we don't have to tell them what to do you know just basically naturally gravitate if there's a polarity between masculine and feminine we just naturally gravitate towards each other and allow each other to merge in a most beautiful mm -hmm. way that our bodies know how to do and mm -hmm. this is something i believe our minds and our thinking could never create that magic that happens when we are truly present and truly in our mm -hmm. senses in our bodies in the moment mm -hmm. that's when tantra yeah, comes in exactly yeah beautiful and it's yeah it's also the mind that starts creating that separation when you say like oh we haven't had sex in this long so that must mean um, you know, something wrong about our relationship and we need to have sex this many times a week in order for it to be healthy. Um, mm. You know, it's the mind that creates these rules yeah. about sex and, and that's what gets in the way. If you just exactly. relax into the present moment, you say that there's nothing actually wrong and there's nothing actually that you need to do. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's just a natural thing. It is. Sometimes it's also like you said, it is like 
the mind says it has to be like this, but sometimes you're going through something in the relationship or in your personal life. And then maybe it is just not happening at that day. Um, yeah. Because it's just not, the, it's just not the uh, emotional environment for that yeah. given or the connection. Yeah. It is not, yeah. There's nothing bad about it, you know? Exactly. Mm. We'll naturally come back once come into alignment with ourselves and establish a yeah. connection with our It's partner. the same when, when you're having like conflict. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, when there's conflict, it has to be resolved. It, it shows definitely shows up in the bedroom if it's just swept under the carpet and uh, not dealt with. Yeah, but I mean also with conflict that... Um, you know, it's going to happen. And sometimes, sometimes we, we get so like freaked out about conflict that mm -hmm. it means like, Oh, you know, we have to fix this and, or we're going to break up and we try to avoid conflict. And that's when we stop speaking our truth and all those mm -hmm. things. It's like conflict is going to pass, you know, you're not going to live in conflict forever, but we're always having those seasons and changes in relationship. It's always up and down. Like, It's not sex every day forever. It's not love and happiness and peace every day forever. You know, it's mm. just like allowing yourself to go through the changes like the weather. The seasons change and there's no judgment from the universe. Only humans judge it as like winter sucks. <laughs> Snow is bad. I hate the rain, right? But like the universe, it's happening. It's happening, it's happening regardless of what you're saying about it, right? So just let it happen and relax <laughs> yeah that's it easier said than done i know trust me mm. but <laughs> that's the practice it is yeah relaxing into it yeah that's what i feel is like it's important with the whole journey of the relationship what i feel what you just said um mm -hmm. to be like trusting to not be attached uh oh my god i have to fix this otherwise she's gonna leave me and i'm gonna die you know yeah <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> I don't know whatever the yeah. mind creates. There's a few more steps in between probably, but <laughs> that's basically the scenario. But to, to yeah. really be, that's what I noticed very, to be really powerful, to be opening to love, but to not be attached to an outcome. Yeah, because an being outcome. open to everything, being open to love, but also being open to pain. So many people are unwilling to experience pain. So they try to do everything they can against it. Like, again, whatever I can to make sure that I never have to feel this again, that's what people do, right? And that's when a lot of self-sabotaging behaviors occur. Um, so if you can get more comfortable with negative feelings, with pain, um, with hardship, with conflict, it's going to naturally flow easier. That is such a powerful realization. Yeah? We recently had my friend Eric here on the show who I was in Peru, in the jungle doing ayahuasca. Oh, no. He shared a lot about um, Vipassana meditation and this is really to transcend suffering. It is like very deep stuff, but in the end what it is, it is being able to just objectively observe whatever sensations and emotions are in our body, basically to not push the pain away, to not have this aversion and hatred towards it, but just to allow it and mm -hmm. to also with pleasure not have that clinging and craving towards mm -hmm. it, but just to allow it um, mm -hmm. and just allow life to move through, which sounds mm -hmm. so simple. And it is, is this a powerful practice? And I am still practicing it myself. It's not like I understood it and I mastered it and I'm like perfectly enlightened, you know, but this is the, mm -hmm. the, the, the way um, 
Buddha developed this meditation practice. And this is really, mm -hmm. really powerful. And we can use that in our everyday lives and in our relationships. As yeah. Well. Yeah. I think people mix up suffering and pain as if they're the same thing. Mm -hmm. So when they say, I want to stop suffering, they think that I want to take all the pain away. But like you said, suffering is to stop trying to resist the pain. <laughs> When you're like in resistance, that's what's causing the suffering of like, yeah. so like, let's say like you stub your toe and it hurts, right? So there's the pain. The pain is inevitable, but the suffering is like, oh, fuck, I'm like my fucking toe and I hate this table and I always stub my toe and <laughs> things always happen to me and I'm always going to be this clumsy. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that is the suffering is like trying to resist and therefore, you know, you're not, you're no longer just letting the pain move because the pain is gonna go just like emotions do yeah exactly that's like the what they also teach in the past and that is the law of impermanence that this is gonna pass you know yeah so <laughs> allowing it to, to move through yeah so yeah, yeah it's almost time to wrap this one up i'm really enjoying this conversation with you serena yeah so what is like something that you would say that is something how a man can show up to truly love like a king? Mm. He can show up fully authentic, mm. right? Like you, you matter. Your desires matter. Your needs matter. Your feelings matter, you know? So you don't have to try to be a man or try to be a king, right? You already are one. So you get to just be yourself And whatever that means, like whatever that looks like, um, just be fully, fully transparent and honest about who you are. And you're going to be adored for that. You know, like don't take, um, don't take women's sort of emotions as feedback as to who you are, you know, because those are her own things <laughs> going on, has nothing to do with you. So, um, yeah, I would say that as long as you are true to your heart, you're going to be good. That's a beautiful, beautiful answer to that. And I can <laughs> only like emphasize that one. Mm. Mm, amazing. Thank you so much for being on here, Serenia. It was free. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I feel know. like I could talk to you for hours. Yeah, well, let's <laughs> let's see if you want. We can have a part two at some point. Yeah, this. definitely. And, all right. So, guys, if you have a partner and you would love her to learn more about conscious relationships, definitely go check out Serenia's new program called Real Love. So yep. we're going to put that link in the show notes here. Yeah. And I'll shamelessly plug <laughs> that even if you're oh, a man, yeah. follow me on Instagram because so yes. many men write me that even though I direct a lot of my posts towards women, um, it's really universal and men get a lot of help from that too. So I can definitely, Bryant. Uh, <laughs> definitely agree on that one. So what's your Instagram handle? <clears throat> At Serenia Bryant. Yes. Perfect. So get, definitely mm -hmm. go check that one out as well. And so stay tuned awesome. for the next episode. Thank you for joining us for the Heart of a King podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast and turn on your notifications so you don't miss out on any new episodes and interviews coming out every week.